Hi everyone, I'm Trisha Bell. Hi, I'm Georgie Young. And welcome to CTE Talk, the podcast where we talk all about CTE, concussion culture and sport, and life as a family member. Every Monday, we will be joined by guests to shed light on the neurological disease, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Join us on our mission to raise awareness and educate others. Welcome everybody to the first episode of CT Talk. Trisha and I can't quite believe that we're finally here. Um, I mean, we've basically been talking about this since we met back in February. So we are super excited to be here and speaking with all of you. As it's our first episode, we thought it would be a great way to just introduce ourselves, who we are, how we met, and why we decided to set up CT Talk. So Trisha, do you want to tell us who you are and why you're here? Absolutely. Thank you, Georgia. Um, So my name is Trisha Bell, and I've been married to a former NFL player for about 14 years. And he does have suspected CTE. So that's something we've been grappling with for many years. Um, I first learned about CTE in 2009 when I uh, attended a retired NFL player summit with my husband. Um, There we met many other players and their wives Um, who are experiencing some of the same symptoms and issues that my husband and I were dealing with at the time. Um, While attending the event, I did speak with many, many women, and everybody has a story to tell. And I loved listening to the stories that made me feel like I wasn't the only one out there dealing with this. Um, For several years after that, I volunteered with Gridiron Greats which is an assistance fund for former NFL players that are in need of medical or financial assistance. Um, Did that for many years. And while there met with neurologists and researchers as CTE became more known in the public and met a lot of former players again, um, dealing with CTE issues. And that's why I'm here. I want to spread awareness. I want to educate. I want, families to have a place to tell their stories because far often too often they're not able to have an outlet for that that's really great and I think what's so interesting and what we're so excited about with this podcast is that we've got two different perspectives so as Trisha said she's had first-hand experience of kind of being around some with someone with suspected CTE and also being an advocate for such a long time so she really understands kind of the perspective of the people going through it and for me personally my background I'm a qualitative researcher so I'm currently a PhD student based here in London so my background has been heavily focused upon sports psychology where I did my undergrad and my master's during my undergrad or when I finished it it was the time when COVID hit and my supervisor at the time, he asked if I wanted to help out with some research over the summer. And I thought, I may as well. I mean, I'm just going to be sitting at home anyway. So I thought I would kind of get involved and see how it goes. And that was when I was first introduced to CTE. So the paper was based on brain injuries and the wives telling their stories. And when I was going through the interviews and the data, I couldn't quite believe some of the stories that I was reading I mean, there was such a focus on the patients, understandably, because CT, some may say, is a relatively new disease, a new concept that we're still trying to understand. So we really do need to comprehend what the patients are going through. However, for me, all I could see was the challenges that the caregivers were going through, yet they were almost 
put in the back seat and the invisible second patient. So from that point, I had so many questions running through my mind of what can we do for the caregivers? How can we support them? How can we try and minimise the burdens and the negative implications that they experience as part of this role? And that's why I decided to continue the research going into my master's. So I did my thesis on the therapeutic benefits of writing for CTE caregivers. And during this time, I really expanded my knowledge on CTE and the caregiver experience. And during my master's, an opportunity came around to do a PhD focused on CTE caregiving. I mean, it was the perfect match for me if I was to do a PhD. And throwing it back to a couple of years ago, I never would have thought about doing a postgraduate. I thought I would just work in health and wellbeing psychology some way. And I thought four years of uni was enough. But I, I'm a firm believer if an opportunity comes around that it's there for a reason and you should go for it. So I did the interview and that leads me to where I am now. So I'm in my second year of my PhD and I'm so passionate about the topic I'm studying, understanding the living experiences of CT caregivers during and after their role. And that's why when Trisha asked me to be on the podcast, I jumped straight at it as I really felt like my research could benefit so many other people. But for me, it's gone way beyond just being research. It's such a personal experience. These are human beings who are going through such hard challenges. And I just want to do as much as I can to be there for everyone. And if that comes in the form of doing research, then that's great. But I really want people to take away the realness and the truths of CTE from this podcast, because I think people will be quite shocked about what individuals have to suffer or go through and how much it changes their lives before and after they're a caregiver. So I really want people to take that away from this. So this leads me to the lovely story of how Trisha and I met. So back in February this year, I attended the CLF Concussion Legacy Foundation Family Huddle as part of my PhD. So this year it was in Vegas, but this event is held every couple of years. And it's just a space where researchers, academics, neurologists, doctors and family members of those affected by CTE all get together as one big community to share the current work that's going on, the research, as well as uh, it provides an opportunity for people to share their stories and experiences with CTE. So first of all, it was my first time in America, so I was so, so excited about it and also really excited about meeting such courageous people. Um, But I was also super nervous because I definitely just had some imposter syndrome And I was obviously in a space with such inspirational and intelligent individuals. Um, So naturally, I felt quite nervous. um, She didn't at all. She was so lovely. (laughs) First time I met Georgia, she came and sat down at the table. I think we were all seated at the same table. And she was explaining who she was. And as soon as I heard her say caregiver research, I was so... um, wanting to know more about what she was working on, because that is what I have been doing for many, many years as being a caregiver to somebody with suspected CTE. And she was so warm and inviting, and I just wanted her to hang out with us the whole time. And um, then afterwards, I, I guess it was a couple of months later, um, I don't even remember how we reconnected, but then I asked you, I told you about the podcast and asked you if you would please be my co-host and she accepted. And that's where we are how we are where we are today. And going back to the story of how Trisha and I met, on the Friday, the first day of the huddle, we all went into the huge conference room. Like I said, I was super nervous. I hadn't met anyone yet. 
and we're all designated a different table. So I went over to my table and Trisha happened to be on my table and we just got talking straight away. I mean, from my perspective, I was so drawn to Trisha because I couldn't quite believe how open and honest she was immediately about her story, her experiences and her challenges um, to a complete stranger, which was me at the time. And that's when I really understood how much this research means to so many people and the people that have gone through it or are going through it. And that reignited a passion that was already there to go back and research this as much as I could and try and create some work that was beneficial to these individuals in some way. But I think a lot of people will agree with me on this, that those huddles are the most inspirational environments to be in. Being surrounded by so many people who have gone through so much is so humbling, but also remarkable how they're able to just get up and talk about it so openly. So I came back feeling super inspired and motivated, like I said, to do as much work as possible to help everyone who's going through it. So after I got back from the huddle, I was undertaking some of my PhD research and Trisha kindly participated in one of the studies, which is where we managed to reconnect and start talking again after I got back to the UK. And this is when Trisha proposed to me the idea of a podcast. And I immediately jumped straight at the opportunity, one, because I've always wanted to start a podcast, and two, I'm just so passionate about talking about CTE and educating people and getting them to learn what it is and what it's about and how it can affect people. Um, So doing a podcast about something I'm so passionate about and I know Trisha is so passionate about makes it even more special and rewarding in my opinion. One thing also is um, I was going to mention is that I do um, better in small groups. Um, I love to attend big events, but I always found myself when I would attend these um, player summits or the gridiron greats events, I would find myself in a corner with one of the other wives that I just met and just listening to their story and telling them my story. And, and it would go on for hours and hours because there was just so much that they needed to say and talk about and share that, other people just didn't get, they didn't understand because they weren't in the same or similar situation. So that's what made me think about doing a podcast is that there's these people that, that want to share their experiences. And since it is not a rare disease, but since it's so such a small groups of people that pockets of people that you find it in, it's hard to find other people that, that relate. If you couldn't tell by our accents, I'm based in the UK and Trisha is based in the States and we're super excited about this part of the collaboration because we can really hone in on CTE globally. I mean, in America, the news and the research on CTE is definitely more prevalent than in the UK because NFL plays a big role in many people's lives over there. But in the UK, we have a Concussion Legacy Foundation that's opened up here and also a Brain Bank that's opened in Oxford. And people may notice that on the back of newspapers in the sports section that more and more articles are being published on concussions and the concussion culture in sport, which to me is definitely the step in the right direction. As more people are having these open and honest conversations about head injuries in sport and how they can affect us long term. So we really hope that from this podcast, we can really continue to raise awareness and develop those conversations on this neurological disease. 
and reaching, I I mean, reaching not just U.S. sports folks, but like Georgia said, in the U.K., rugby is very similar to our NFL football and we have soccer and they have their football and all these men and women, um, a lot of them end up having some type of symptoms um, later on in life, if not in their 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so we thought we'd also talk about what can you expect from our podcast um, in the upcoming episodes, uh, because I want you guys to really understand what this is about and our mission. So Trisha, do you want to speak about what people can expect going forward? Sure. Um, we will be interviewing or just having as guests um, some NFL wives, some NFL daughters, some NFL sons, and even some former players that have been dealing with suspected CTE. And we do say suspected because at the time, at this time, chronic traumatic encephalopathy can only be actually diagnosed postmortemly. Um, we, as we know, there's been studies, um, 99% of the football players' brains that they have studied did have CTE. And so it's easy to extrapolate from there that the symptoms that these folks are noticing will likely be CTE when their loved one passes. Um, we'll be having those family members, um, neurologists, doctors, researchers, um, and you know, hopefully on a weekly basis, we'll learn more as we go along. And we'll also um, want, we'll want questions from you that Georgia will probably be the one that will research that and, and we'll get answers to any questions that you might have about CTE. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's what's really important, um, especially for me. I think that my kind of main aim of this is to get more people speaking about CTE and really opening up the eyes and ears of many individuals who aren't too sure what it is, but want to learn more. Um, Knowledge is power at the end of the day. And I think if we can really open up about the truth behind the disease and answer the questions that nobody is asking will be really beneficial and powerful. And like Trisha said, we really want to take on board questions that you guys might have and to really develop your knowledge and learning on this. So please send us on our Instagram at CTE Talk Podcast, also our Facebook page, and we'd love to answer them each week on our episode. So speaking about questions, I have a couple of questions that were sent in for today's introductory episode. So I know you've basically answered this, um, but what else made you want to start a podcast? I know you said how you want to share the real and honest stories, but I just wondered if there was anything else that has encouraged you to be here right now. Absolutely. Um, Youth sports is one thing that I think needs to change. I know that um, I think only one state in the United States, that would be Illinois, has changed um, so that football in Illinois can only be um, flag football up to the age of 14. So no tackle football until after 14. I think that should be implemented worldwide in any contact sport. I know that's severe to say, but your brain, you only get one of those. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to transplant brains ever. Um, It's our most precious organ. It 
it takes care of the rest of the body. If you don't have a strong brain um, or if you have a damaged brain, it's going to affect you uh, psychiatrically, psychologically. It's going to affect your movement. It, it affects everything and your breathing, um, the way you sleep, you get damaged to your pituitary gland and that's going to throw your appetite off. There's, you just need to protect that brain. So having children play contact sports is, I think really needs to change. And I have two nephews that um, played and, and one um, is in the NFL now and I wish he wasn't, but he is. And I would like to just change that for that. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I think Trisha summed it up, but it's not necessarily about stopping sports. No one wants that. We know the benefits of sports and how it's great for our physical and mental health. But it's really about opening up the conversation about what could happen if we don't protect ourselves and look after ourselves properly. And that's what I really want to share and open up again, open up that conversation of what CT is and how it can affect you. Um, because I think a lot of people will be quite shocked at the effects and the aftermath of it. Um, yeah. So and maybe learn ways, like Georgia said, sports are not going to go anywhere. Um, but we need to learn ways to protect the brain as much as possible. Um, helmets, I don't think are the answer for that, but um, healthy lifestyle um, supplements, um, other things like um, honestly hyperbaric chambers and um, lots of different things that are coming up now transcranial um, migration where they put the the magnets I mean a lot of things can help now but you know you've got to be educated about what's going on in order to figure out how to help yourself heal from possible damage to your brain mm -hmm. and that leads us on to our next question why are you so passionate about talking about CTE I'm so passionate about it because it's been a part of my life for many, many, many years now. And I've seen what it's done, not only to my family, but also to many other families. Um, again, mostly I'm mostly in the NFL world, um, but I've met um, a lovely woman at one of the gridiron greats functions. And she, she lives here now, but her husband played rugby and she and I had the same stories. Um, I've met a BMX writer and his wife, and he has suspected CTE. Again, the same types of stories, um, same physical manifestations as far as um, psychiatric issues, um, movement issues, and, and things like that. I mean, everything that you've been through encourages me to be so passionate about CTE. I mean, for me personally, I've gone from not knowing what CTE was to researching it every single day in a space of a couple of years. And for me personally, I really want people to feel inspired after listening to these episodes to share knowledge with other people and to, again, open up that conversation about what CTE is, how it can affect us and how many people it can affect in so many different ways. And as soon as I read those transcripts a couple of years ago after my undergraduate degree I was inspired from the get-go my reason why I was provided then and it just grows every single day and I mean as a researcher you've got to love your research but as I said earlier that being at that huddle earlier on this year was just such an inspirational environment and 
such a humbling experience for me and I just can't believe how willing and courageous and honest so many people who have gone through it or have suffered with it or have been hit with CT some way are to share their story and their experiences and when I was at the huddle I could see how much this research helps so many people and that it provides some sort of hope and I think there's this whole notion that you don't really truly understand something unless you've been through it yourself and so if I can help some way through research and provide some hope to these family members or anyone who's been hit by CTE then that means so so much and I hope people who are listening to this podcast and listen to the upcoming episodes feel that from educating themselves in this way that they can be a part of something too and be a part of this CTE community in helping to spread awareness and educate so so many people. Also, I've missed the veterans. There's so many veterans out there who come back from overseas or from war areas that also have suspected CTE from having um, subconcussion syndrome from like blasts uh, and the kind of work that they do. CTE can affect so many people in so many different ways. It's not necessarily NFL players or high contact sports, but also veterans too. And I think our listeners, Trisha, will be quite shocked at how subjective the disease is and how many different ways it can affect so many different people. And that's why we've decided to put an information hub on our website. So each week a blog post will be posted on a different topic. So whether it's about concussion culture in sport, how a veteran may get CTE or equally NFL players, footballers or boxers in them typical contact-based sports will be affected by CTE. And I would really love it if you guys, when you send in your suggestions or questions for the week, that you provide us with a topic that you may want to learn more about um, because I really want to take on board your advice and also the areas that you really want to develop so you can potentially share that knowledge with various other people. Um, So that will be on our website at cttalk.com. Also, send in your suggestions on Facebook and Instagram too. So the final question for today is, what would you like the listeners to take away from this podcast? I know we briefly touched upon the fact that it would be great if people can just develop their knowledge and understanding of what CT is. But further down the line, a few episodes in, what would you like people to take away from each episode? I would like them, like you said, just to take away education. Um, I, I really believe things need to change, especially with the youth. Um, it is my understanding that the NFL has now collaborated with Nickelodeon to go ahead and um, have one NFL game on Nickelodeon a season. And that is because the research shows that children choose the sport that they follow for the rest of their lives. They usually choose that sport between the ages of like six and 10. And we all know how that goes. They, you know, they want viewers in the future. So that Mm -hmm. really perturbed me when I found that out. Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, I just really want the listeners to take away the true and honest stories that are being shared by our guests, whether that's the, uh, the experiences shared by the caregivers 
and the family members or whether that's the scientific facts spoken about by the neurologists and doctors that we will be having on um on the show and i think as well it would be great if people can take that knowledge and share it with people around them and almost have this snowball effect of sharing it and getting more and more people understanding what ct is and hopefully one day we'll be in a position where when someone mentions cte there's not a load of confusion actually people understand and a, a conversation is sparked and i think that would be a really great place to be in I've seen it change so much just in the last 10 years from people being like cte what's that and the next thing you know they're 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 making an SVU episode about it, or it's on another episode of something. And you're like, oh, wow, it, it's spreading. And, the, and then you start seeing more research and then you see another study and, and former NFL players coming out and talking about their symptoms and, and football players from the UK. Um, so it has changed and actually rather quickly in a short amount of time. And I hope that just that momentum keeps going. And we really hope that this podcast will keep up that momentum too. So each episode will be posted on a Monday morning. So start your week off right, listen to it whilst you're walking the dog, on your drive to work or wherever it may be. But really open up your ears to the true and honest stories that are being shared by all of our guests each week. And we really do hope that you take a lot away from these episodes. But please feel free to always reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at CT Talk Podcast with any questions or queries you may have because we really want to answer them and help you on your journey to understanding CTE. And hopefully one day we'll be a small part in the bigger picture in helping people understand what it is and raising awareness. So hopefully not so many families have to go through such a challenging time. But it's been really great speaking with you all. I hope you've enjoyed listening to who we are Um, what the podcast is going to be about and we will see you next week see you later guys bye